0: Hi friends! I wanted to share an exciting update. The Self Care Cabaret has a new offering. We're calling it Talkback. If you're familiar with the theater space, you may have participated in a Talkback before. After a performance, the cast and crew comes back out on stage to chat with the audience and answer questions. Think of it as a casual, guided discussion. Inspired by this and by popular interest, we've come up with a talkback for the Self-Care Cabaret podcast. Groups can listen to a podcast episode or two of their choosing. Then I'll come and lead a discussion either in person or virtually of those episodes, expanding on the big ideas. It's a great opportunity. Option for groups looking for short, impactful professional development, or smaller teams looking to get an introduction to self care and well being. I just had a talk back with a team of high school support staff, and let me say, it was so much fun. So, if you're interested in bringing a talk back to your group or organization, email podcast at drmcselfcare.com. Now, on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret Podcast. I'm Teresa Molito-Connors, a PhD-level self-care expert in the greater Boston area with a passion for helping others recognize the importance of caring for themselves. Today, we're going to talk about gratitude. Did you know that there's actual science and research that tells us that when you practice gratitude, you actually rewire neuropathways in your brain to help improve your mood, increase your happiness, and even increase your productivity and overall well-being? How cool is that? So let's talk about some easy ways that you can get started developing your attitude of gratitude. First, you can say thank you. You can give someone a sincere compliment. You can also start a gratitude journal. You can make it simple or fancy if you'd like. But the idea is every day or whenever you think of it, write down three to five things you're grateful for. Really think about all that you have to be grateful for, big and small. You can even think about abilities you have that you're grateful for, possessions, people, things, things senses, foods, smells, tastes, whatever, When your gratitude journal can really get down to the nitty gritty. Additionally, you can start a gratitude jar. So the idea here is that you get some sort of box or container, again, it can be as fancy or as simple as you'd like, and some little slips of paper. And when you think of it, you write down something on the slip of paper that you're grateful for, you put it into the jar, and at a later date, you go through all the things you added to the jar to remind yourself everything you have to be grateful for. I think this would be an excellent activity to do in a classroom, perhaps at the start of the school year or whatever feels good for you. And then as a class, you can go through it towards the end of the year or at a later date. I think that's a really cool activity. could also write someone a gratitude letter. So perhaps it was a mentor or a coach or someone you never quite fully thanked or maybe you did thank them and you want to thank them again. Maybe write them a letter and tell them what they meant to you and how appreciative you are. You can also just get into the habit of when you catch yourself having those ungrateful moments and let's face it we all have them but you can flip that ungrateful thought. So maybe You keep a running inventory, a Google Doc or a note on your phone, 100 things, 50 things, 500 things that you're grateful for. And when you catch yourself in those moments where you're not feeling grateful, pull up your list and see all that you really have to remind yourself how much you have to be grateful for. If you don't like writing, maybe the whole written gratitude thing isn't for you. Take pictures of things you're grateful for and maybe do document your gratitude that way. Or even just get into a place where as you're moving throughout your day and you're doing little things, you just take seconds to pause at everything that you have. Even things as simple as flipping on a light switch and feeling gratitude for the electricity that comes out, or when you're getting hot water or you're taking a shower, whatever it is, all those little things that we just tend to take for granted. So throw up some gratitude stop signs for yourself throughout your day to remind yourself to take a pause and practice some gratitude. You really will notice difference when you start to cultivate this practice. Today's guest is Jessica Wilbert. Jessica is a writer, teacher, dancer, and founder of her clothing brand, Glissade, a line of jersey dresses and skirts inspired by dance, but also made for real life. Jessica and I first Cross paths years ago at a series of dance workshops with the Jump Rhythm Jazz Project based in Chicago. And over the years, I've watched her publish her poems, tango dance all around California, and launch her clothing company. How cool is that? I am thrilled to welcome Jessica to the podcast today. Right, we're recording, Jessica. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Dr. MC Self-Care Cabaret Podcast. Thank you for having me, Teresa. This is exciting. Do you actually, do you remember how we met? Do you remember? It was a long time ago. Yeah, we met through the Dance Inn, right? Yeah, it was Jump Rhythm yeah. Jazz. Weren't they doing like a like a three-day, it was a multi-session like class that we were doing with them. I want to say this was like uh, yeah. 2007?
1: six well let's see I was in Boston so I live in California now but I was living in Boston where I went to go to grad school and I taught at the dance in while I was
0: in grad school and that was 2012 okay so it was a little bit later I couldn't remember like when it was (laughs) I think I maybe did something then with jump rhythm jazz I think they had come out and that was maybe like a one day thing earlier and then I had done the thing where I met um, I was trying to remember like when it was, I knew it was a long time ago, but yeah, that was it. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. So I love to ask my guests this first question. So we're going to dive right in. How do you like to practice self-care? Yeah. Self-care is, and I'm,
1: I'm very much of the same mind as you, that it's, it's wonderful to have the sort of lovely surface things like the bubble baths and the, you know, the massage day or whatever, but it's so much deeper. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, I mean, that stuff is beautiful and important and I'm not knocking it at all. And it is sometimes like the thing that you need, but self-care for me is, I mean, you've described it this way in your podcast is kind of like an inside out thing, right? Of like how you are structuring your life and your choices so that it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, well-being in terms of how you structure your life and your choices
0: Yeah,
1: and you know and then so philosophically I, I I'm 100% in agreement with you and you know the way that you speak about it in terms of practically like what does it mean to me to you know live a life with good self-care you know I, I sat down and I was like all right well what are the things and you just did a podcast about this it was the first thing I wrote down for myself which was <laughs> I listened to my body oh. about
0: about rest Ooh, yeah about rest
1: So that's huge. I mean, that right there, uh, I, you know, which I didn't do for many years. And to be honest with you, a lot of us in a lot of careers that we have kind of can't do well. Yeah. And I used to be a full-time classroom teacher and I was finding that I was just failing at that, listening to my body about rest, but I really do that. You know, my body will tell me, it'll tell me when I need to slow down. It'll tell me when it's dehydrated or it's overwhelmed, either like, emotionally or, you know, functionally, it'll tell me when, you know, I just need to sort of check out and spend some alone time or spend some time in nature. It'll tell me when it needs to sleep. And frankly, like, I still have moments where I super judge myself about that because I mm. think, you know, what do, it's like, I'm very alert to the messages now. I'm like, okay, body, you're telling me you need to slow down or rest, but there's still a voice that's like, yeah, but, but now you're not productive at all. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or still the kind of thing where it's like, if particularly right now we're in this heat wave in Southern California and there's times where it's like, I'm just going to have to accept that I'm not going to get as much done in a day because it just zonks me out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I sort of like, I listen to that voice and I'm like, okay, hi voice. Yes. There you are telling me that I'm not going to be productive or as productive. And I just sort of have this thing where I learn to kind of like balance knowing where there are going to be times where I need to sort of um, focus on action. And there are also going to be times where I need to focus on rest and allow that they're both are going to have to be there. And there's still going to be this cultural thing where it's like, you're not allowed to rest, but we are, and we should be. And sometimes you just have to be like stubbornly, like, Nope, this is what it says. I need to rest.
0: Yeah.
1: Beautiful. With rest point. to me, it's like, that's how I get sick. If I go too long and I push too much, For too long for too many days or too many weeks or whatever. And that's when I get sick, if I'm not resting. So yeah, that's a big one.
0: 100%. Yeah.
1: Another big one for me, and I know that because you and I share this as well, is to move my body with joy. Yay. (laughs) And again, whatever that looks like, that looks different for different ones of us, right? I, for me, I love to dance. I know that when I can sort of reliably connect back into back into my body also into my joy also into the present moment if i put music on and you know sometimes it's like directed practicing and sometimes it's just what music am i feeling today and what's going to come out and just you know free free form um i have a standing practice session with a tango friend you know here in san diego so we have like a standing studio practice session every week you know to, to practice tango so that's a big self-care one for me. If I am not moving my body and dancing after a, so so many days a period of time, I become a grumpy version of
0: myself. <laughs> 100%, I'm always promoting 5-minute dance parties because sometimes that's like all yeah. it takes. Just like whatever song you're vibing on and just like rock it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it can change your mood entirely. And then there's this other benefit of it which is like it's also Exercise. It's also healthy exercise. Um, And like I'm, you know, a proponent of whatever exercise, you know, people want to do. But to me, there's a, like an extra quality in the exercise when you are very present with it and you're really enjoying it. It's yes. different for me than like I just sort of slogged through 30 minutes on the treadmill oh. while I looked at you know, my iPad kind of thing. It's like <laughs> that's better than nothing. But if you were able to move your body and be really, like, really present with it and joyful while you were doing it, I think that's better, better quality exercise to me.
0: Absolutely. And, and if you've listened to the podcast and you may know this, I have a complicated relationship with exercise, shall we say? Um, Dance has always been really important to me, but when I got wrapped up in my disordered eating and my exercise bulimia, I used it as a purging method and it just not a, not a good way to be not recommended at all for so many reasons right. but now to like reconnect with movement and and when i was in kind of in the earlier stages of the healing journey i had really gotten to a place where i was just over exercising like really to dangerous levels and i remember my yeah. eating disorder dietitian saying to me you know movement is supposed to be joyful and I remember like that stunned me in that moment where You're I was like, like what? I was like, Whoa, none of this has been joyful. <laughs> and then then thinking was like, oh, but wait, movement actually used to be different for me. And we need to get back to that place. Yeah. And and finding my way yeah. back to that place was, um, you know, quite a journey that we don't have to talk about tonight. But just you saying that, like, it's so important, like. If you don't want to get on a treadmill, don't like there's no I don't actually think there's any sense in doing it if it's not going to make you happy. Like, what's the point? Figure out, though, what it is like tango may also not make you happy. Sure. You don't have to do that. But there is some movement that will either connect you maybe back to your childhood or just teach you something new that you never knew you could do. And that now you're really interested in doing or maybe it's just a walk around the block, like whatever it is, it has to feel good or. There's kind of no point in doing it. A hundred percent.
1: That's such, I mean, your story is so powerful in that way because, you know, we can take anything that's supposed to be good for us, right? And turn it into something that's not joyful or it's not healthy or it's not serving us or it's not caring (laughs) caring for, for our body. And, you know, moving through that awareness and that healing journey to get to that place of actually like that aha of wait, what is joy? What's joyful movement for me? Um, yeah, I think everybody, I hope everybody asks themselves that question and figures out what it is and starts to, you know, build it into their life more and more. Cause it's, it's such a huge self-care piece for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's
0: awesome. And you've touched upon a few things like, you know, society doesn't make this easy for us to, no. you know, you have those voices and then there's hustle culture and there's this, and now there's this whole quiet quitting thing that if you're not doing 150%, you're, you know, you're apparently quitting or I don't know, it's this whole thing. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy. So you kind of touched upon a little bit, like when you can make that shift, it's kind of rebellious, right? Like it's a little bit yeah. like you're going against the grain.
1: Yeah. It's funny because when I sat down it was yesterday or the day before, just kind of like put some of my thoughts to paper before our conversation. One of the things that came up was it really does feel like a sort of kind of a throwing off of um, or an exiting of a lot of the ways that we're told to be. Mm. If you want to pursue, you know, these things that that you talk about and that you advocate for, because a lot of the work world will not, encourage you to do that a lot of the culture will not encourage you to do that so there is something brave about it and i certainly i mean this you know a tiny slice of my story right is that i was a full-time classroom teacher and i mean i was it's not unfortunately not an uncommon story but i was really really burning it out you know i would i felt like i was in deficit all the time in terms of energy um, I then started to develop chronic gut issues mm. that were really like uncomfortable and painful. And it took me like four and a half years to sort of figure it out and start to heal that. But and I remember literally the day walking back from the doctor's office thinking, like, I have to change my whole life around. You know, there's not a band-aid for this. Like I can keep going with this and try and band-aid it, but that's not really gonna get at it. I'm gonna have to change the whole thing around. Um and I won't, I mean, I did, I like burned a lot of my life to the ground. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. It has not been, you know, it's been a quite a sort of bumpy journey in a lot of ways, but also all of the like incredible growth in my life in the last five years or so since I've done that has come as a result of that. And it's come as a result of that kind of like bravely choosing to do things a different way or to exit out of, you know, the way that. It seems like we've all got to do stuff. We've all the way we've all have to work the way we all have to live.
0: Yeah. I really really like that. that The bravely exiting from the way you like think it has to be or something like that. That may be the episode title, something around something along those lines, because I think it is brave. I like, I think of it as sometimes rebellious and I've always liked to be a rebel. <laughs> so, yeah. so it fits perfect, but it's, I mean, well, you it, know, it's different. I, you know
1: what I would say about that to all of the good girls out there who like went through a lot of their life, not feeling like they had, were in touch with their rebel. Cause that was me. I was the like, don't upset anybody. And you know, don't do everything, you know, be the, be the nice girl, you know, the, and like I had to find my sort of fierce rebel where I was like, No, I'm
0: (laughs) That's awesome.
1: I'm gonna do things a different way and it's gonna get me not liked in a lot of instances. And I'm gonna be okay with that because I'm finding the me that I like. And that is so crucial.
0: It is, and I commend you for realizing that and your your story is you know common it's shared amongst I work a lot with teachers and educators and um, school staff and it's very common and also when you neglect your needs you find out that you start to develop unpleasant health consequences and that definitely sounds like it was a fast track to burnout and your body was screaming for help and I'm so glad that you listened and that you were able to <laughs> burn it all to the ground. <laughs> yeah, no, be able no to take the steps so to recognize like this is not a path I want to continue down. And you're doing yeah. so many cool things that I want you to to talk to us about tonight. So you're you want to talk about your clothing brand, which I'm like obsessed with.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm obsessed with it too. Which is how I know it's a good <laughs> it's a good path at least to be developing. So. um, I guess it was really, it was just prior to the pandemic. And again, I'm a tango dancer. I've been dancing tango for about five years and Argentine tango. And I've always loved fashion. I actually got an undergraduate degree in fashion. So that's always cool. been there. And, you know, there was this desire of like, Oh, well, I'm always thinking about what, kinds of things I want to wear dancing and some of that was functionality because you have to be able to move in it how you need to move and some of it was you know you want to look cute when you go out social dancing but there was also kind of a thing of like there's a real kind of like homogenous style in the tango world everyone tends to sort of look the same or dress the same and I just kind of had this thought I was like well I want something that looks good I can move in it but I can also wear it elsewhere in real life it's not just this tango dress that i wear you know to tango events and i just started tinkering with design this was like just before the pandemic and i sewed with my mom as a child so i got on my old sewing machine and truth be told my skills at that point were not very good but you know i just was like i'm going to play around not really it wasn't a formed sort of an end goal I think at all. It was just a kind of tinkering and playing with something that was interesting to me and fun to me, which is one of the things I've realized in my life of that's, I think that's how we find our way through to our more of our purpose and our authenticity is we all, we want to know the outcome and the answer. And I want to, we want to know the 10 linear steps down the road that's going to lead to the goal, (laughs) but you don't always. And I think sometimes that blocks us from just playing and exploring. So I just started to play with designs. And then of course, everything shut down. There was no social dancing to be had. And I was home all the time. <laughs> and I thought, all right, well, this is a great time to be holed up and working on designs. And it, it, you know, what I think what is cool for me about it is it brings together a couple things that are really me, right? Which is dance. They're Jersey dresses that you can dance in. You can wear a social dancing, but you can also wear them anywhere else. I like to think like, yeah, you, can, for sure. you go to brunch in them, which is what I wanted, you know, wanted the designs to be. And it brings together my love of fashion. And there's of course always a little kind of like love of vintage style. Cause I love that too. And I love textiles. I love color and print. And so, yeah, so it's, it's been an interesting path, particularly to, to be building it during, you know, the last couple years when things have been so wild and so kind of shut down but I know I just, what is this? This is September, I guess it was last month. I officially finished my website and I've got some beautiful dresses and skirts that I've been doing almost everything myself too, which is, I guess I wouldn't necessarily advocate. It's like the easiest way to st- to start no, something. But with, that's
0: what being an entrepreneur is all about. Trust yeah, me. <laughs> it's
1: just, yeah. It's just the scrappy way. So I actually like that part of not knowing how to do stuff. And I sort of, I'm like, well, I'm gonna roll my sleeves up and figure out how to do it. Um, so I've learned a tremendous amount, but it does feel really, really cool to kind of have followed. It feels like following the breadcrumbs yeah. of something that just feels like you, it just feels fun and you just want to do more of it. And as the breadcrumbs go, you eventually are like, Oh, I think this is a brand. I think this is a little brand that I want to birth out into the world. And right now it's still incredibly small and you know i have someone locally making the dresses but at some point i would love to get to a point where i'm not cutting the stuff and driving it over to jackie's house for her to make it yeah. you know like that <laughs> but you know we'll just kind of see where it goes so yeah it's been a real it's been a real fun fun thing for me
0: Are you looking for exciting, engaging, and useful professional development and workshops for your school, business, or organization? Well, look no further. Dr. MC offers a variety of options and topics related to self-care and renewal, trauma recovery, building resilience, developing a growth mindset, stress management, and more. Completely customizable to fit every need. And coming soon is a new program to help high school students manage the challenges they are facing today and the increasing concerns around mental health. Visit drmcselfcare.com to learn more and request a session. Yeah, it's so cool. And and at some point we're going to have to talk because I may have to, um, I don't know, I may have to do custom sizing. I did see your sizing goes up to XL. I think right now.
1: I think so. I actually wanted to ask you about that because I really want to do inclusive sizing and some of the questions are just for me in terms of figuring out like how to do that, how to best do that when you're super small and you're not carrying inventory and you know, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Um, but I would love to do that. Like I would love to, and in fact, I think I told you once of like I'd love to let the customers also let, you know, like I have somebody who um a friend who's who's quite petite, and she's like, Yeah, but you know, not only where things fall in me, but the slit, if there's a skirt or a dress with the slit, she's like, the slit doesn't fall in the right place because mm. I'm you know, she's five one or something like that. So I want to let people tell me like, this is what I need for my, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a lot of places don't, you know, they don't, they're not doing like multiple, you know, petite, shorter sizes or larger sizes and that kind of thing. So I would love to do that. Um, yeah, beautiful.
0: Yeah, we can we can talk off the podcast about that because <laughs> I'd love to share. And I would, yeah. I mean, truthfully, I'd love to to own one of your dresses. I think they're they're beautiful, and, and the the vintage kind of style that you are drawn to is also something that I'm drawn to. And like, I, when I see your patterns, I'm just like, oh my god, I think you made a dress the other day out of a tablecloth. I'm like, how cool is she? <laughs> I, I made a dress out of a, a vintage tablecloth. It's so much yep. fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, So much fun. So, and other another cool part of it that I love is that, um. So the the brand name is Glissade, which if you have a dance background, you may recognize as a step in ballet. But I liked that it had this kind of gliding quality, yeah. right, to the name, and all the dresses have names that are dance references. Which is very and not cool. All, not all referencing ballet or any one style of dance, but I wanted the names to reference, um you know, so I have a dress named the Agnes and it's named after Agnes DeMille, right? Um, Or, you know, I have some that are named after like, you know, a tango step or, so I love that part too, because I think anybody who, even if you're not a dancer, if you have an affinity and a love of dance as an art form there, you can connect to that.
0: Definitely, it has a it has a whole vibe, and it's been really cool to watch you kind of grow this, and I'm excited to see where it goes, uh, for sure. Yeah. And another really awesome thing, and I think I don't. When did you publish your poems, your two books? That was around the pandemic, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was during. It was.
0: what are we in now okay I don't even know 2022 September (laughs) I
1: think (laughs) the time of the pandemic has been so strange in terms of feeling like eons Mm -hmm. but also like no time I don't even know what time feels like anymore but yeah so the origin of I've always loved writing um so that I can again trace that back to when I was very very young but I hadn't really been writing poetry as an adult and then there was something several years ago called the hundred day project which is this sort of online community of people, any kind of creative endeavor. It's like this, everybody sort of joins together, starts at the start of a hundred days and commits to doing a little bit of some creative project of theirs every day or as many days as they can, right? And sometimes people will share and hashtag on social media about it. And I just thought, well, that sounds fun. And I've been writing a little bit and I was like, why don't I try and write a poem every day Fun (laughs) Um, for a hundred days and i mean i'm sure i didn't get 100 poems exactly in 100 days but i found i was like wow actually i really enjoy this and something part of again my expression feels like it's coming out and i just kind of kept going with that um again not having any idea of like right. i want to publish a book when just i started trusting I just trusting the doing, journey i was just doing it cuz it felt fun <laughs> um <laughs> it felt fun and then people responded to it and I kept going and I was like, oh, wow, I'm actually creating kind of a body of work that I'm proud of. And then I decided, well, I'm going to, again, do it yourself, DIY. I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'll just self publish a collection of poetry. And I did two of them. One was poems actually centered around dance. Cause of course that came up, especially trying to sort of express in words or poetry, you know, what the experience of dancing is like, because I think people really have a there's like a universal sort of experience of some kind of self-expression of freedom of joy of connection mm. you know we can something melts away you know sometimes when we're dancing and we can just be in a state of flow and that was such a beautiful thing and i just wanted to try and put it into words you know so yeah so i've i've loved doing that too i mean i love writing the writing shows up in some in some of my freelance work and some of my, in Vlisad, and writing, you know, copy for the brand and the website. And then in writing poetry and, you know, kind of putting a collection of poems together in a book. And it just, again, it, every time I do something like that, I guess the theme I would say is it starts off not really knowing an end outcome. It starts off me just following, it's like following the joy crumbs Yeah, <laughs> and being, and being willing to see, where they go. And then when I feel like it takes form, it feels like a real piece of me, of my authentic self kind of birthing into the world. Mm. And there's something super gratifying about that. I'm sure you have that experience too, of starting a podcast and being able to create something and you're sharing, you're sharing a piece of you.
0: hundred percent. Even the whole, as you were talking, I was thinking kind of the whole, the whole Dr. MC self-care cabaret was a little bit following the breadcrumbs and I'm still following the breadcrumbs as I kind of figure out what this really is and where I can take it and, and what it's going to be and and all these big, big ideas that I have. But it's really funny. And I think like, it's me it's who i am the self care cabaret it's very it's very broadway it's very flashy it's very zesty that that's me like that's who i am and how I show up in the world. It's energy and it has a lot. And it's funny because I think back to years ago when I kind of started, when I started it, which was just like, you know what, let's start sharing this with the world. I was in my doctoral program and I wanted to share my knowledge. And I just started a Facebook page and my husband and I came up with the name and I was like, oh my God, that's the perfect name. <laughs> and I started the Facebook page and just sharing like inspirational quotes. And I was getting some gigs presenting like at workshops, mostly volunteer to start. But I had done this pretty um, significant conference um, nearby, and and it was a really great session. It was one of my really early ones, and I just, I, it all kind of clicked for me. And I remember calling my mom afterwards and like getting emotional talking to her on the phone because I was like, this was a really roundabout way to continue to perform because to me, when I do this stuff, I still get that, that hit off of being on stage, like the same thing of like dancing and performing gives me and, but I'm doing it and I'm, I'm so in control of this and this is my expression. Like I'm not, having to do auditions and like that whole thing anymore so it's really it's kind of the the more fun pieces but when I get to do my podcast or I get to stand in front of a group of teachers and and tell them about how to practice self-care and or I jump on my stories in the morning and I share that piece of me that is it's performing for me in such a way that it's just like in my soul (laughs) and like not like performing in like like a fake way because it's it's really authentic and honest and real and true to who I am, but it like, it fills that same place. I don't know if that made yeah. any sense.
1: <laughs> I mean, no, it makes a hundred percent sense. And what I think is particularly cool is that, you know, I think sometimes we, you know, we're starting out and we think that there's only one or two or a couple limited ways to, for example, for you, be a performer. Right. You know, you may, as a young person, if thought, well, I want to be a performer, and so that must mean that I'm going to be on Broadway or right. I'm going to write, do that thing, which that's beautiful, and people end up there, and that's part of their path and their journey. But I think we forget that there are actually, again, if you follow the breadcrumbs of you and your authentic path, that being a performer might show up and look different than you thought it would, but it's actually still that core. Yeah element for you. And sometimes it's just staying open, you know, to that. And then you find yourself there and you're like, oh, I'm actually doing, I'm doing a number of things that are really me. that are really my gift. I'm doing them in a way that is performing. It's just not maybe what we thought. Yeah. being a performer would look like when you were 20 and you were like
0: I want to be a performer. yeah I'm heading to Broadway <laughs> tomorrow yeah no it's yeah. just it's kind of funny and you've said so many beautiful things even the following the breadcrumbs to your authentic self is a it <laughs> could be a great episode title too like when we really think about like the journey and how we can evolve and get there but still honor and celebrate the pieces that make us who we are
1: yeah the the older I get I'm celebrating a birthday this month and Ooh, happy birthday. the older I get and the more I sort of uncover you know on it's like it's like a rediscovery uncovering of you know who I really am the more I feel like that's sort of the point it's like one of the points of being here is like what is that essence it feels like a flavor and essence you know mm-hmm. and it's it's totally unique like yours is you and it's different than anybody else's and it's different than mine it's different than you know, than the next person's, but I have this sense of like, there's something in us that is dying to be that and express that. Yeah. And it's not easy in this world. No. And I
0: wish we could learn these lessons earlier. Like imagine. I know.
1: (laughs) I know if I were, if I had these awarenesses and uh, yeah. Oh God. When I was 20 or 25 or 30. Yeah. I mean, it took me a long, I feel like in some ways, like my path was like slow and winding and, <laughs> but again, you know, the point is not to judge the path and how it went or how fast it went. I think the point is being on the path. Cause there yeah. are some people I think who just never, it's like, they never even, they never even start on the path with the breadcrumbs yeah. and they're just, you know, they end up in one place and maybe it's not. And, you know, again, you talked about this, like if the dis-ease. That can settle in yeah. if we're not taking care of ourselves in all ways, inside out ways, which again requires a lot of rebelliousness and bravery. And if we're not sort of following those breadcrumbs to figure out, like, how can I really truly express me into this world so that it, it impacts other people, it impacts the world, it brings joy and satisfaction to me. Like, I think that's why we're here.
0: I think so. I would 100% agree with that. <laughs> I'm wondering if you would be willing to share one of your poems with us. I will. I will. And I went
1: digging in my Evernote file, which if I didn't have Evernote, my all of my creative life would be a complete disorganized mess. There's right, a plug for um, Evernote.
0: Maybe they'll sponsor the podcast. I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Evernote, sponsor Teresa's podcast. you <laughs> welcome. But yeah, so I picked one. And knowing you, you know, we live totally separately and it's not like we've been in like, you know, in person, in life, friends, but knowing you and your work enough, I was like, okay, I think this resonates with your work and the things that you teach on and hopefully what, you know, your podcast is all about. So this is called the slow life. I want so much these days to be slow. I want no part of this life of rushing. I want to savor to still, to marinate, to breathe, to tend, to bring presence, to be. For years I raced. I was trying to beat time, to push past the messages of my body, and my body finally said, no. I don't know for sure what this new world we are heading towards will look like. But I know that in it, I want a pace that is less is more, that forgets what pushing feels like, that honors the messages of the body before all else, that places the utmost value on deep being, that knows love and rest and joy and nature and stillness are divine currency. Creation and presence, those will be my superpowers.
0: Mm. My goodness, that's beautiful. Thank you.
1: For sharing for that, letting
0: me read. Yeah, I found myself getting a little, little emotional there. A I mean, you know,
1: it's Like I wrote it, but sometimes it happens to me. I go back and I read, and it's like, I don't know. Whatever is moving through yeah. me is something, and I'm like, yeah, I feel this. It's almost like whatever I go through. I mean, it's, I often tell people in my life of like writing tends to be one of the ways that I sort of process what I'm yeah. experiencing and what I'm going through, and the ways that I am learning and struggling and suffering
0: and and growing so yeah beautiful thank you so much and I have to say like it, it you've given so many beautiful little nuggets of information and I just think it's so cool how you you know it appears you're really like following your dreams and listening to your body and and listening to your heart and letting it guide you towards all those little breadcrumbs and I'm wondering you know if there's somebody listening to this who might be like oh I have a dream. I wish I was doing X or I wish I, you know, could do that. Is there any advice for fellow dreamers out there on how they could get started?
1: Yeah. Well, I think the first thing that comes to mind is to say, I'm very proud of the things, the growth that I've done and the, the you know, the, the dreams that I've followed and the, but it's in no way like, a completed thing
0: (laughs) no we're still still on the journey
1: (laughs) yeah we're still on the journey but even with me it's like you know at some point i would love like my entire livelihood to be made up of those pieces but like it's not now and it's been it's been bumpy and it still continues to be bumpy and so i don't want anybody to think like it's all sunshine and rainbows and you know, you're just, you're like, oh, I followed a dream and there it is. And now everything is perfect. Like, I don't, that's not been my experience. It's not been mine <laughs> and, either. I mean, you're real clear. <laughs> it's a disservice to talk about it of like, you know, following your dreams and it's so wonderful. And, you know, it just, you know, look how great it is. No, <laughs> I mean, it's great. But, um, But that being said, I think I would say, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. I would say, don't be afraid to follow the impulses, you know, which are like the tugs of your heart Mm. or the things that just feel fun or the thing that's like, it's just kind of calling you in some way without knowing where it's going to go and without having an answer of like, I know that this is my dream and I know exactly where I want to go to. And I think being able to, again, listen, I mean, this is listening to body, but also intuition and your, again, your heart, right. And being able to say, all right, well, there's something that is calling me in some way to do more of. And again, maybe we stop ourselves because we have no idea what that path's going to look like. We have no idea where the steps, what the steps are, or where they're going to go. But I would say, don't let that stop you from just putting one foot in front of the other towards something, you know, and even if it's, you're like, well, I'm just going to devote a little bit of time every week to just, just playing, just see, just looking, you know what I mean? Like just trying, just tinkering, just playing with some element that, you know, maybe you feel like this is in my heart somewhere as a dream. And I guess that that's, some, that's one piece of advice I would certainly give of like, just start, don't worry about the fact that you don't know what you're doing, or you don't know where it's going, or you don't yeah. know what's next.
0: Um, that's really solid advice.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think, I mean, are there other elements? I mean, to be honest, there's something that I know for myself, which is some of the time, what's stopping us is like a real fear of stepping out and being seen even in what seemed like little ways of like just showing up on social media, mm. you know what I mean? And posting stuff on social media. And so one of the things that I know for me in my own kind of journey, my sort of healing journey and my, you know, um, was doing shadow work around like what comes up, like what is really squirmy and uncomfortable when I think about even this, getting on a podcast and talking about it, sure. or even just, you know, social media is a great like kind of mini mini playground for that because, you know, some people are showing up on social media and they look like they have, you know, have it all together in this super glossy life, but you can feel the difference when somebody shows up and is really authentic. And that's also, it's like the good, the bad and the ugly, you know, it's not just like only the super glossy Instagram side that you're willing to share. And so some of that for me was kind of exploring what came up where it was like what in me feels afraid of being seen or afraid of my light or afraid of success or you know I mean we all have like yeah. we all have that it's all mixed in there for all of us and rather than ignoring that I've actually kind of like getting curious about that and befriending that in the process cuz I'm pretty sure that anybody who starts something new something that you know a dream of theirs and and pursues it encounters that
0: absolutely at some point (laughs) yeah yeah awesome another great piece of advice thank you and it's so funny too like when you were talking about you know not knowing where it goes reminds me of one of my all-time favorite quotes by um martin luther king jr it's the you don't have to see just take the first step in faith you don't have to see the whole staircase just take the first step and sometimes just taking that first step is so cool to see where it does lead, and you don't, you won't see the whole staircase, and that's totally fine.
1: Yeah, awesome. I also think maybe sometimes we underestimate the bravery required, mm. even just do the step. Sometimes it's like the first step is the hardest, or sometimes you're like, I'm part way up this thing and I can't, <laughs>
0: and even I still can't see out. where I'm going. <laughs> but
1: where I'm going, like, like the yeah, you know, like the bravery required. So, I think, you know, we should give ourselves some grace and some credit for that. You know, if you're, yeah, if you're, you get on that staircase, like, it's half the and battle. I think it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's half the battle. And I think it, you know, a podcast like yours and your work is so tremendously helpful, you know, like for all the great resources out there that I think are in the sort of um, self healing and self care and personal growth space, which is, uh, not gloss over the messy middle, right? Brene Brown has this great phrase about the messy middle, and it's like most of it is the messy middle. <laughs> yeah, it's not the sort of pretty bow on the end, but you know, I think we we need people telling their stories about the messy middle parts and taking that first step on the staircase or being on the staircase and just being like, I am alone and I don't know what I'm doing, right? <laughs> just like how hard that feels.
0: Yeah. Awesome. You've given us so much. Thank you for your time and I want to make sure you tell us like where can folks find you if they're interested in checking you out on social media or your website and all that good stuff. You actually have one of the most beautifully cultivated Instagram feeds ever. Oh. Like I, look at, I look at your Instagram feed and I'm like, <laughs> "Why is it so pretty?" and like,
1: <laughs> "No, I'm pretty sure that like nobody notices that and I kind of just do it because I love art and color and i like oh to- no
0: it's yeah. i think it's it's so stunning it's beautiful you oh, cultivated it so nicely
1: <laughs> thank you that's very sweet of you um okay so I and i appreciate um the ask so m- just i guess kind of me me and my writing and me sharing me is at jessica.ann.wilbert on instagram i also have a website i actually joined my sort of professional like writing and teaching onto just one site. Um, there's sort of two doors you can go into and that's Jessica Wilbert.com. My brand glissad is at shopgleesod.com or shopgleesod on Instagram.
0: Awesome. Well, we'll make sure that those handles are and your websites are linked in the episode notes for folks. Um, but thank you so, so much for your time. You've given us so much to think about and so many beautiful things to just I don't know, to marinate on.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, really I mean appreciate I appreciate it. I knew going in, I was like, I just know, I know Teresa and I are kindred spirits on a lot of these kinds of um, these philosophies. I was like, I know we're gonna nerd out.
0: <laughs> and we didn't even <laughs> get know. into our shared love of Gene Kelly. Like we didn't even go no, there. We, we <laughs> gotta
1: talk about Gene Kelly. Oh man, that's my true.
0: favorite. Yep. Anyway, we'll do that next time. So thank yeah. you so much for your for your time.
1: Thank you, Teresa.
0: I love how aligned Jessica and I are with our ideology on self-care and our practices and we know dance is so powerful and Jessica's advice for the good girls out there listening I hope you're taking note and staying open to the journey and following the breadcrumbs is such beautiful words of wisdom as they say trust the process. Listening to Jessica also reminded me of one of my favorite Carl Jung quotes about the shadow self. Everyone carries a shadow, and the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life, the blacker and denser it is. If an inferiority is conscious, one always has a chance to correct it. Love that. Such important work. And I will definitely take Jessica up on her offer to create a dress for me someday. Can't wait for that. But thanks for listening to this episode. Remember to subscribe and rate this podcast on your preferred player. The ratings help us grow and share the message of self-care. If you have comments, suggestions, or questions, reach out directly by emailing podcast at drmcselfcare.com and come join the cast party at Dr. MC's self-care cabaret on Facebook and Instagram at Dr. MC drmcselfcare. That's D-R-M-C self-care or on my website, drmcselfcare.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and love me across all my social media platforms for the most up-to-date information on self-care. See you next time. Stay well and do good.